Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. This episode is sponsored by Goalie Gummies, a perfect addition to your wellness routine. Are you looking for a delicious way to support your overall health? Goalie ACV gummies are made with vitamin B9 and B12 to help support healthy nutrient metabolism and immune function. I have partnered with Goalie to give all of my listeners 20% off and free shipping. Use my coupon code at checkout, the gratitude chick, all one word, to take advantage of this offer. Their website is www.goli.com. That is www.goli.com. Also, don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick for Facebook and Instagram, at Babes Who Manifest Podcast for Facebook and Instagram, at Babes Who Manifest for TikTok, and Gratitude underscore Chick for Twitter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your reading corner with The Gratitude Chick. So today we are back with The Science of Getting Rich, reading chapter number nine. As a reminder, I do read with my own commentary, um, so don't confuse it. (laughs) We are back on chapter nine, and we are starting with the title, How to Use the Will. If you guys remember in chapter number eight, we learned what that certain way was, which is visualization. Okay, so chapter nine, how to use the will. To set about getting rich in a scientific way, you do not try to apply your will, your willpower to anything outside of yourself. You have no right to do so anyway. It is wrong to apply your will to other men and women in order to get them to do what you wish done. It is as flagrantly wrong to coerce people by mental power as it is to coerce them by physical power. If compelling people by physical force to do things for you reduces them to slavery, compelling them by mental means accomplishes exactly the same thing. The only difference is in methods. If taking things from people by physical force is robbery, then taking things by mental force is robbery also. There is no difference in principle. You have no right to use your willpower upon another person, even for his own good. For what? For you do not know what is for his good. The science of getting rich does not require you to apply power or force to any other person in any way whatsoever. There is not the slightest necessity for doing so. Indeed, any attempt to use your will upon others will only tend to defeat your purpose. You do not need to apply your will to things in order to compel them to come to you. That would simply be trying to coerce God and would be foolish and useless as well as irreverent. You do not have to compel God to give you good things any more than you have to use your willpower to make the sun rise. You do not have to use your willpower to conquer an unfriendly deity 
or to make stubborn and rebellious forces do your bidding. Substance is friendly to you and is more anxious to give you what you want than you are to get it. To get rich, you need only to use your willpower upon yourself. When you know what to think and do, then you must use your will to compel yourself to think and to do the right things. That is the legitimate use of the will in getting what you want, to use it in holding yourself to the right course. So I don't really even think I need to break that down. It seems um, very plain. He's basically saying, you know, there are a lot of people who um, try to manifest their ex back into their life or, you know, I'm not really into that. I don't really think it's appropriate like him to try to force people back into your life or back into relationships with you. That's That seems very witchcrafty and I'm not into witchcraft. So I, I don't think it's appropriate to try to exert your will over other people. I agree. I strongly agree with him there. And when I say that you can manifest, not even manifest for other people, but I am a proponent of sending um, like goodwill to people. Um, I, I am a pro- proponent of wishing people well. So even when I pray, I you know ask the Lord to send people love and hope and joy and happiness and peace. That is what I, I do. I don't wish to send anything other than um, good feelings to people and positivity. So that is what, when I pray, that's what I do. I send, I ask the Lord to send that to, you know, my friends and family. And um, and I ask the Lord, at first I was just asking for it for them. And then I realized, what about me? <laughs> so I asked the Lord to send all of those good things to them and to, me, to myself as well. And then if I come, you know, across people and I want to wish someone well in life, that is how I wish them well in life. I ask the Lord to send them goodwill, good abundance and prosperity and peace and joy and happiness. That to me is wishing people well in life. And that is what I do. Um, Even if I don't talk to you on a daily basis or I don't talk to you at all, I don't wish you ill and I do wish you well. So I do pray and ask the Lord to send you goodness. And that is what I do. So I don't ever try to exert my will over people, but I just ask the Lord to send them good things. So that that is like the extent I do where it concerns other people. When people ask, you know, for prayer and things like that, that is the prayers that I send out. If they, unless they ask, you know, specifically, hey, Luanza, can you pray for this specific thing? You know, if they just say, hey, can you pray for me? That's the prayer that I pray for them. I ask the Lord to send them, you know, happiness and goodwill and peace and, you know, things like that. That is what I do. So use your will to keep yourself thinking and acting in a certain way. Do not try to project your will or your thoughts or your mind out into space to act on things or people. Keep your mind at home. It can accomplish more there than elsewhere. Use your mind to form a mental image of what you want and to hold that vision with faith and purpose and use your will to keep your mind working in the right way. And I agree with that because oftentimes we allow our minds to just run rampant. And we don't understand why our lives are just going crazy because we've allowed that in our minds. And this is how God often gets blamed for things that's not his, that wasn't his doing. 
because you have been given the power to choose. You've been given the power to call those things that be not as though they were. You've been given the power to create your life. You've been given the power to choose the life that you want. And because you have this mind that is awesome, you are using your mind for your your detriment instead of your betterment. So instead of, you know, feeling like you can be in control or even being in control of your mind, oftentimes you don't even know that you have control over your thoughts and you don't just have to let them run. I didn't know. So until you read that you, you know, you until you figure it out and read about it and things like that, that in practice, not, you know, allowing your mind to run rampant. If you don't know, you just don't know. But I'm here to tell you, you have the power to stop negativity in your mind. You have the power to stop it in its tracks. To not allow a negative thought to complete. You have that power. And this is, again, why I'm going to bring it back full circle to affirmations. This is why I'm such a huge proponent of affirmations. Because affirmations help us to stop a negative thought. If your affirmation is, I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. And as you are having this affirmation in your mind, but a straight thought comes in that says, oh, you are terrible, or whatever negative self-talk you've had in your mind, stop it right then, and then repeat your affirmation. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. Um... My energy is clean. All blocks are removed. My vibes are up. I am so powerful. I am so blessed. Everything in my life is getting better and better. Like start repeating your affirmations so that you can remind yourself who you are, the the assumption that you are trying to make about yourself. Start repeating those affirmations. And this is why I'm such a huge proponent of affirmations. It is not about, um, I don't know, Really, it's not really about manifesting to me when I'm using affirmations. It's more about creating assumptions, which we know assumptions turn into our beliefs. It's it's about creating the assumption in your mind that you you are this person that you are trying to be. That is what I am using affirmations for. And that is what I am, you know, my advice to you to use affirmations for. Do not allow a negative thought to complete. Use your affirmations to combat that. And again, affirmations are, it's a fancy word for an affirming statement. And affirming statements could be anything that you find. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. That is a Bible scripture. Go and find a Bible scripture that you want to turn into your affirming statement. Do that. It does not have to be what you hear me say or what you see on social media. If you want to take a scripture and make it your affirming statement, who says you can't? Go through the scripture and find one. But the purpose here is to find affirming statements that affirm the person that you are becoming instead of allowing the negativity to run rampant through your mind to keep you bound in the person you no longer want to be. So the more steady and continuous your faith and purpose, the more rapidly you will get rich because you will make only positive impressions upon substance and you will not neutralize or offset them by negative impressions.
The picture of your desires held with faith and purpose is taken up by the formless and permeates it to great distances throughout the universe. For all I know, as this impression spreads, all things are set moving towards its realization. Every living thing, every inanimate thing, and the things yet uncreated are stirred toward bringing into being that which you want. All force begins to be exerted in that direction. All things begin to move toward you. The minds of people everywhere are influenced toward doing the things necessary to the fulfilling of your desires, and they work for you unconsciously. But you can check all this by starting a negative impression in the formless substance. Doubt or unbelief is as certain to start a movement away from you as faith and purpose are to start one toward you. It is by not understanding this that most people who try to make use of mental science and getting rich make their failure. Every hour and moment you spend in giving heed to doubts and fears, every hour you spend in worry, every hour in which your soul is possessed by unbelief, sets a current away from you in the whole domain of intelligent substance. All the promises are unto them that believe and unto them only. So what he is saying is the more that you spend in negativity, doubting what it is that you want will come to you. The more that you spend spend in negativity, just and, and, and listen, he calls it mental science. Okay. And I, and okay, we'll, we'll, we'll defer to him with that with that title but I want you guys to get this doubting and all the negativity this includes gossip okay gossip this includes posting on social media negative things because your words have come from your thoughts so if you're posting negatively on social media guess what that was a thought that you created in your mind So all of that works together. That's all the mental science because your words come from your thoughts. And if you are allowing your thoughts to turn negative as you post, as you comment under someone else's posts, as you go on um, blogs and comment negative things, guess what? That's all the same. It's all in the same arena. So now only watch what you say. And and the reason why I'm even saying this is because him writing this book was hundreds, uh, over 100 years ago. So then they didn't have, of, of course, the internet or any, any luxuries that we have nowadays. And this is a luxury. Do not be fooled by thinking this is just normal life. This is a luxury. There are people even in 2022 that don't have access to what we have in Western society. So this is a luxury. Your cell phone is a luxury. Me sitting here reading on my Kindle and recording on my iPad, that is a luxury. Me having my iPhone next to me with my TV across from me, that is a luxury. We have luxuries that we take for granted every day. So I don't want to get off on a tangent. Anyway, my point here is that when this book was written, he, he did not foresee social media and the things that people post on social media. So I am going to add that in there because 
for people to to go on social media and attack others there is a negative component in your mind to be able to compel you to do those things so when you see um when you do that and you become a hater and i'm i'm doing quotations because that's kind of i guess the norm today is people hating on you so when you become one of those people that hate on others and you you're on these blogs and you saying you're saying all these negative things this right here is part of what he's saying because all of those things that you've typed in here came from your mind and your thoughts and the purpose of of and, and the ability to be able to create the life we want means that we have to hold the mental pictures, right? And we cannot allow negativity in. But when you take a right turn and start putting into your mind, excuse me, into into the atmosphere, into the universe, negative things about another person, you are now bringing that back to you. Because remember, whatever you put out there about John over there comes back to you. So that's karma. So you're putting A, B, and C out to, about John and don't realize A, B, and C is what you're putting out about yourself also. So it's like a, a double-edged sword. You're going off on him and yourself at the same time. So that is bringing negativity back to you. And that is pushing your whatever you want in life. Whatever mental picture you've been holding is pushing it further away from you because you are allowing the negativity and and the um, and whatever you're saying about a, a person, an unknown person on social media, whatever you're saying about that person, you have are allowing it to push what you want further and further away from you. So I want you guys to be mindful of that. When you go on social media and when you go on these blogs and read about these people's lives, unfollow these blogs. They, it, it's, it's, it's gossip and it, it does not serve you. Unfollow the blogs. Unfollow them. Because your goal here in life is to create the life that you want. Sitting around <clears throat> talking about someone else's life and commenting on their choices and decisions is not your business and does not serve you. So my advice is to unfollow all the blogs. You guys know how I feel about social media. It gives otherwise normal people the permission to become assholes. You guys know I believe that. So I don't think that, I think it is an oxymoron, if I'm even using that correctly, to believe that whatever you're holding as your mental picture to create the best life you want and how you're um, saying negativity on social media, it's an oxymoron to believe that these two things will not conflict. And I don't think oxymoron is the correct use of that word. So (laughs) what I'm saying is it is, it is, um, and I, I, let me just be real. It is dumb of you to ever believe that you could sit here and hold this mental picture of the life that you want and post negativity on social media and think that one won't cancel out the other. That is a, an, a, a presumption you should never hold in your mind. One will cancel out the other. 
So I suggest you decide which one is most beneficial to you. And whichever one is not the most beneficial, let it go. Get rid of it. And I hope you choose the right one. Since belief is all important, it behooves you to guard your thoughts. And as your beliefs will be shaped to a very extent by the things you observe and think about, it is important that you should command your attention. And here the will comes into use, for it is by your will that you determine upon what things your attention shall be fixed. If you want to become rich, you must not make a study of poverty. Okay? Okay? Things are not brought into being by thinking about their opposites. Health is never to be attained by studying diseases and thinking about disease. Righteousness is not to be promoted by studying sin and thinking about sin. And no one ever got rich by studying poverty and thinking about poverty. And I I agree with this wholeheartedly, which is why I I, uh, don't follow any news, news outlets on the social media sites that I go to most often. I do um, follow some on Twitter, but I'm not on Twitter enough to uh, for it to affect me. If I want to get news about something, I do go to Twitter to read the news. And that's the only place that I go to read the news. I don't watch news on television. I don't look at it on Facebook or Instagram. If I want to know what's going on in current affairs, I go to Twitter and I read and I go. That's it. That's the only place. Um, but it, and, and I think that I just can't neglect finding out what's going on in the world. You know, I don't want to live in a vacuum, like in a bubble. I don't want to do that. So in order to, you know, keep myself up on what's current, I do have to, to read about, you know, the news at some point. So I do go on social media, on Twitter to read the news. Um, and also I do have a Facebook group that has like 41,000 people in it and it is about gastritis. And what I realize is that I can't read the posts because these people just come really and complain about their lives and gastritis is, it's about really gastrointestinal issues and gastrointestinal issues are painful. So I don't, you know, I, I, I'm not mad at them that they come and complain, but it is when you are the admin of a group of 41,000 people and it's posts all day long about people complaining about their ailments and they don't, they don't want to hear that if I think positive, they don't want to, they don't want to hear that. So they're not receptive to anything like if I also have a babes who manifest group you guys know that that has about 2,000 members and those members are receptive of this because that's what they they're searching for but this group of 41,000 people on you know about gastrointestinal issue issues they don't want to hear this they don't want to hear anything like this they want to hear that you have a supplement that will help take away their pain they want to hear about medicines. That's what they want to hear about. Procedures. That's what they want to hear about. And most importantly, they want to come and vent about how much pain they're in. So I have decided I can't read those posts because all it does, reading about their posts, don't it doesn't help me. So I go in to moderate, um, you know, to uh, 
approve um, members to, you know, go through and make sure nobody's violating rules. But I don't read posts anymore at all. So this here I agree with. Medicine as a science of disease has increased disease. And this is what I say in the group. Stop looking to medical professionals as people that can heal you. There is nothing outside of you that can heal you. The medical field is designed to aid to help in your symptoms, not heal you. And they are also designed as a business. They are not, if they come in and they heal you, how are they going to make money? That's not their goal. Their goal is not heal, healing. Their goal is to help your symptoms and also cause new issues. Because mark my words, the more you take their medicines they prescribe for that one thing, three more things are probably going to crop up as a result. Mark my words. So, and th- this is my entire belief, the medical profession is a business and they are not designed to heal. And I just started realizing that um, the first time I went to see the GI doctor. Those GI doctors are trash. That's all I have to say. Medicine as a science of disease has increased disease. Religion as a science of sin has promoted sin. And economics as a study of poverty will fill the world with wretchedness and want. So, (laughs) is religion a science of sin? And the sad part is, because religion is man-made, I can't even say, oh no, it's not. Religion is is not man is man made. The Bible says true religion is looking after the fatherless and widows. It is not about a set of rules and on how to worship the Lord. I mean, like I, you guys know, I'm not a part of any organized religion any longer, so I can't say anything about it. Do not talk about poverty. Do not investigate it or concern yourself with it. I don't. Never mind what its cause what its causes are, you have nothing to do with them. What concerns you is the cure. Do not spend your time in charitable work or or charity movement. All charity only tends to perpetuate the wretchedness it aims to eradicate. I don't, I mean, I get what he's saying. But somebody has to do it because it's still wretchedness out here. So somebody still has to look after the homeless and you know, give shelter to to people. So I get what he's saying, but it still has to be done. I do not say that you should be hard-hearted or unkind and refuse to hear the cry of need, but you must not try to eradicate poverty in any of the conventional ways. Put poverty behind you and put all that pertains to it behind you and make good. Get rich. That is the best way you can help the poor. And you cannot hold the mental image image which is to make you rich if you fill your mind with pictures of poverty do not read books or papers which give circumstantial accounts of the wretchedness of the tenement dwellers of the horrors of child labors and so on do not read anything which fills your mind with gloomy images of want and suffering you cannot help the poor in the least by knowing about these things and the widespread knowledge of them does not tend at all to do away with poverty What tends to do away with poverty is not the getting of pictures of poverty into your mind, but getting pictures of wealth into the minds of the poor. You are not deserting the poor in their misery when you refuse to allow your mind 
to be filled with pictures of that misery. Poverty can be done away with, not by increasing the number of well-to-do people who think about poverty, but by increasing the number of poor people who purpose with faith to get rich. The poor do not need charity. They need inspiration. Um, I'm going to disagree with that. I'm going to say they need both. They need charity and inspiration. They need the will to keep going. They need all of that. So he's probably a little bit out of touch in as much as... And, 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 and he may even be telling the truth because did this much poverty exist when he wrote this book? We live in a huge world of poverty now. You know, and it, could it be that the the classes have gotten so far apart and most of the wealth are handled by a, f- a few people like, you know what I mean? A, f- a couple, there are five billionaires in this world that probably hold as much money as the gross national product of Europe. You see what I mean? So I think that. I don't know. I don't know. But I believe both are have to have to happen. You can't just give people inspiration that need bread, you know. Charity only sends them a loaf of bread to keep them alive in their wretchedness or gives them an entertainment to make them forget for an hour or two. But inspiration will cause them to rise out of their misery if if you want to help the poor, demonstrate to them that they can become rich. Prove it by getting rich yourself. That is not going to help the poor. The poor aren't going to say, look at what you did. Maybe I can do that. No, that's not how you, I disagree with him. The only way in which poverty will ever be banished from this world is by getting a large and constantly increasing number of people to practice the teachings of this book. And that is his, that was his theory then. But again, look how many millionaires we have in this world today, as opposed to, to, um, how many there were when he wrote this book that has not eradicated poverty if anything it has helped poverty it's a lot of poverty now as opposed to when he wrote this book so i i think his theory has been disproven people must be taught to become rich by creation not by competition every man who becomes rich by competition throws down behind him the ladder by which he rises and keeps others down. But every man who gets rich by creation opens a way for thousands to follow him and inspires them to do so. You are not showing hardness of heart or any unfeeling disposition when you refuse to pity poverty. See poverty, read about poverty, or think or talk about it or to listen to those who do talk about it. Use your willpower to keep your mind off the subject of poverty and to keep it fixed with faith and purpose on the vision of what you want. And I am not even going to say that he is not true in saying that. I'm not going to say that. But I am going to say, don't think for a second that thinking that what he's saying is true and has been proven they're so with technology and even with new technology like the blockchain and crypto there are way more millionaires today than there were when he wrote this book and that has not helped poverty that hasn't it hasn't helped poverty to go down there are so many more impoverished people 
today than there were in his town time. And there are more millionaires today than there were in his time. So I think that theory of what he's saying, um, give them, you know, charity, give them, what he say? Give them inspiration instead of charity. That's wrong. So give them hope instead of a bread. Even a Bible says, if someone comes to you for something, don't, you know, give them something else instead of what he asked for. The man is coming to you for food. Give him food. Don't give him a word and go on about your life. What? That doesn't mean. That doesn't make sense. If you can see this man needs nourishment, give him nourishment. So I, I disagree. I disagree with what he's saying. It's not, I'm a Christian and that's not even in the Bible what he's saying. The Bible says, if a man comes to you for food, give him food. <laughs> if a man comes to you for food and you give him a quote, you have not helped anyone. So, no, I, I, I disagree wholeheartedly with that part. Um, the other part of what he's saying as far as using your will on yourself and and keeping your mind stayed on the mental picture of what you want, I wholeheartedly believe that completely. And I would definitely advise that of you all, you know, it is easy to allow your negative thoughts to run rampant because you just, you're not doing any work. When you exert your willpower, that is work because now you have taken control and you are forcing yourself to not do what you know you've known to do all your life. You've known to allow yourself to just let your thoughts go. And it's not even a conscious knowing. It's just an unconscious knowing, which is worse. So you've allowed your negativity to just flow and flow and flow and flow and create assumptions that are incorrect for your life. So now when you exert your willpower to stop the flow of the negativity and to use the affirmations or affirming statements to allow those things to go, that is the correct use of willpower. It is. So I just wanted to stop and say that for some reason, the earlier chapters in the book were much smaller than these later chapters. So chapter nine, we have done. Um, Tuesday, we'll get into chapter 10, which is the further use of the will. So, and we don't have that much left in the book, so it'll be finished, I think, in the next couple weeks. So thank you guys for tuning in today to listen to chapter number nine on the use of the will. I appreciate you guys for tuning in as usual. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe and give my podcast five stars. If you have not already, join my Facebook group, Babes Who Manifest.